T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Continuing on on a Tuesday night, it is our first show since the end of the Cardinals season on Saturday night when they get swept by the Phillies in the best of three series. If you're on hold, we'll get to your phone calls coming up in just a bit. But right now, we're very happy to welcome back onto the program. He covers the Cardinals for stlsportspage.com. He is Rob Rains. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Rains. Rob, thanks so much uh, for the time. How are you? Oh, my pleasure. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How surprised were you with the way, maybe not so much the Cardinals losing the series, but just kind of in yeah. the, the fashion that that series went down? Well, nobody would have told you they would have lost the first game the way they did because it's never happened before. So that's that's number one. So yeah, and it, you know, then then I I was worried about Noah. I mean, I thought those two pitching matchups were not in the Cardinals' favor. You know, just because how good Wheeler and Noah Noah are and how good starting pitching is. You know, I had a premium in the in the postseason and runs are at a premium, and it just it just kind of went didn't didn't go their way. It was a it was a really tough matchup. I mean, I was kind of worried about no matter who they played in that first round, even though the Cardinals had those two games at home. And as it turned out, you know, it looked like the visiting teams had the, had the edge, you know, the three of the four teams in that wild card series, you know, the visiting teams won. So, and then you got, you know, the Phillies beating the Braves today. So it's, it's, you know, I think it's good for baseball. I'm bad for St. Louis, bad for Cardinals fans, but I think it was, it's been an exciting postseason so far. Off to a great start. A best of three series is really tough, and it goes to what you were just talking about. If they wouldn't have faced the Phillies, they would have faced the Brewers, and the Brewers could have run out their Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. So it feels like if, if you're a team that doesn't have a whole lot of starting pitching depth, but you've got some high-end starting pitching at the top of your rotation, you can benefit of that in that three-game series. Yeah, you definitely can. And then, of course, you saw Scherzer get lit up by the uh, by the Padres, you know, in their first game. So that's always – you can have the matchup you want, but it doesn't always work out that way. You know, that's part of the beauty of baseball is that you never know what's going to happen or how things are going to unfold. And every night you go there, especially in the postseason, you got a chance to see something that you've never seen before. And we saw that in, in St. Louis. I really think if the Cardinals had hung on and won that first game that, you know, they'd still be playing. That they would, you know, obviously it's a, not a great – comment, you know, because they already had one of the two wins they needed, but I just think that they would have won, probably gone to game three, but I think they could have pulled out that series, but that's how important that, that first game was and how, uh, you know, really upsetting it was that they let that game get away from them. I, I pause before I ask this question because I've I've talked about it so much, starting with the post game on, on Friday night, but did you have any issues with the way the ninth inning was managed by Ali Marmel in game one? 
Well, I think the problem started earlier in the game. I, I was, I really, I mean, I understand the logic, I understand the the rationale behind it, but the way Quintana was pitching at that point, just be, even though they have you know two right-handed batters coming up, I I would left would would have left him in the game, and I think that just started the the rest of the thing kind of unraveled a little bit because of because of that decision. You know, even though that decision worked because they got out, you know, Hicks got the next few guys out and they got out of the inning, so that's I would start my questioning there. But the second. You know, and, and obviously it's it's you know hindsight. You know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. If it had worked, nobody would have said anything. But but the way that we didn't know for sure how good Helsley was feeling, how, what the problems were with that finger, I I would my own opinion is that it was tough to ask him to pitch five outs to do two innings. You know, I think if you would have figured out where. Where's the most valuable outs? Is it in the eighth inning? Okay, pitch him then. If it's in the ninth inning, pitch him then. But don't ask him to go out and try to pitch two innings when you don't know what exactly what the status of the finger injury is. Rob Raines continues to join us. Uh, recently at stlsportspage.com, uh, you put together the 10 biggest questions going into this offseason, and your number one question is whether or not Nolan Arnato is going to stay. He has the opportunity to opt out. He's worth a lot more on the free market than what his contract currently uh, is going to pay him. He also says all the right things about wanting to stay in St. Louis. How are you expecting this whole thing to play out? I expect he's going to stay. I, I think you know. I I think we know the answer to that question, but I think it has to be the most important question because it's it affects everything else that this club's going to do if he does leave, and if he stays, then it, it obviously has a trickle down effect as well on, on what you can and can't do going forward because you know he's going to be in place for you know the next next five years. So my my hunch is, without talking to anybody, without any inside information, is that you have to use that opt out as as leverage. I mean, it's the baseball's a business; everybody understands that. If he feels like he can get more money, if he's worth more money, but he wants to stay, he has to make that known to the Cardinals. If you want me to stay, you know, I'll stay, but you've got to either, you know, pick up another, add another year on the contract. You've got to raise the, you know, AAV on the contract. You've got to do something to, to make him not exercise that opt-out. So uh, I, I think he's going to stay, but I think there may be some renegotiating of the contract. Arnato hit the ball hard. He was just an incredibly unlucky hitter in the postseason. Paul Goldschmidt did not hit the ball hard. Paul Goldschmidt had a hard time making contact. Paul Goldschmidt swung through middle middle fastballs. Like it was it was so odd watching his slump. Is it just what what's your takeaway on that? I don't even know what question to ask there because we watched the guy put together an MVP season and then we see what he did in the postseason. Yeah, well, and also he did all the regular season in September, too. I mean, it wasn't like this was a two-game slump. Yeah. I mean, he, he hadn't hit very well for the whole month. And he admitted that after the game. He was very honest after the game about how it was 100% on him that, you know, he didn't do his job. If I'd done my job, maybe we wouldn't, we wouldn't want it. Maybe not both of these games because he certainly had the chances. He came up in all the, the right opportunities with guys on base when you know one hit would have made a difference, not even a home run, just a base hit a couple of times. I, I don't know the answer to that. I wonder if he'll come out later that he was dealing with some kind of an injury that we never knew about. He's not, he's not one to make an excuse. He never mentioned that. Uh, but you had to just think something was off. I mean, he's too good of a hitter. He's been too good of a hitter for, for too long of his career to really have a, a prolonged stretch like that and just look, you know, totally overmatched i mean at the at the plate i mean those three striking out three times in the in that game on on saturday i mean that's just not that's not the paul goldsmith that we saw for the first five months of the season the paul goldsmith is probably going to be the nl mvp it just was and, and you know it was a real simple analysis i mean you know you're going into those those two games the, you know, we talked about how good the phillies pitching was and the cardinals you know starting guys that you weren't 100 percent sure how they would do in those games if Goldschmidt and Arenado didn't hit, you knew they were going to have a tough time winning, and that's exactly what happened. It's 
it's a tough way to see the careers of Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina come to an end just in the sense that it was such a special year and it felt like something magical was going to happen. They didn't have to win the World Series. Maybe they didn't even have to go to the NLCS. But to get swept in the wild card series, it really left a lot of people with a bad taste in their mouths, specifically to Pujols and Molina. Yeah, I'm not... It's just the the postseason is so random, you know. A team can get hot and can can win. It, you know, well, we've seen it with the Cardinals that they you know didn't win the division and yeah they get in as a wild card team and, and win. Now I know it's probably dip, they've tried to create a, a situation where the division champions have more of an edge because we're getting those single games at home and one of them does have to play in the wild card round. But it's just I I never count on anything to happen in a, in a postseason because you just never know what one fluky thing here or there can make all the difference. As I say, you never would have predicted that, that ninth inning would unfold the way it did on the first game on Friday. So I, I don't have that reaction. I mean, to, I think Pujols and Molina had great careers. They ended on, they got a base hit, their last at bats, you know, uh, Pujols hitting the home run his last regular season at bat at Bush Stadium. I think they're, you know, they're Hall of Fame players who had great careers and okay, they didn't get any postseason magic their last year, but you know, the two World Series, they celebrated two World Series champions in their career. A lot of great players don't even get that, you know. So. All right, so let's get to the randomness of the postseason because there are a lot of people out there that are really taking issue with the Cardinals' recent postseason lack of success. Yeah. But when you take a step back, last year's a one-game playoff. The year before is the COVID year. I think we all know that nothing from that year really means much of anything. So I think it's easy to kind of look at the lack of success in recent years, but I also feel like when you take a step back, it's it. I, I don't know what it really means. It means that you weren't very lucky. Which yeah. kind of what it means because they had, like we said, they had chances to get hits in these both two games. They had chances to win that game in Los Angeles last year. Didn't get the hit when they needed it. What were they? I, I don't remember the stat off the top of my head, but they were like over eleven or over twelve or something like that with runners in scoring position in that game. So they certainly had a lot of chances to win that game. You know, it's it's just I think is it 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 puts the what happens in the postseason is is and Wainwright said this the other night he said it just hitting is hard and winning is hard and it's just almost impossible to win you have to be very lucky you have to have everything go your way and some you know how many times have we seen the team you know with the best record in baseball doesn't even get to the World Series that, that had the best record during the regular season so. You know, I think I think you just have to get on a hot streak. You have to get some players contributing who maybe you didn't necessarily expect. You have to think you have to have your best players play their best, uh, whether it's pitchers or position players. And you know, if that you know get lucky, maybe on somebody getting upset that so you don't have to play. You know, uh, now maybe the Dodgers get a break because the Padres beat the Mets. Now it won't be a break if the Padres beat them too, but maybe because they didn't have to play the Mets in the division series that helps them get to the next round, you know, so there's just all those kind of things that have to kind of fall into place. Last thing for you from an outside perspective, from bringing in either a free agent or, or using a trade chip, what's a piece that you really want to see the Cardinals add that you think that would help them for next year? Well, I think the one position, and we, I wrote about this in that the column that you alluded to is the one position where you definitely can see there be a need for an offensive upgrade is catcher. You know, I mean, the, the Cardinals catchers, whether it was Molina or Kisner or, or Herrera, they all struggled offensively this year. And they always said they were committed to Kisner and Herrera going forward as the, the replacements for Yachty. But, you know, there's some guys out there. Wilson Contreras is one. It could cost a lot of money but as a free agent. But maybe you go that, that route. Maybe you try to trade for somebody like Sean Murphy. But I think there is a, 
they're, they're going to probably bring in at least one veteran catcher, even if he's only going to be a backup, just to kind of help uh, help kind of that situation a little bit. Otherwise, I mean, I think you just have to count on on these young guys getting better. I mean, you have to count on you know the nucleus of the next club going forward. It's going to be Nolan Gorman, Brendan Donovan, Joe Carlson, Jordan Walker is going to be here next year. I mean, you got a guy you know, and nobody nobody talks about it, who led the minor leagues in home runs this year in thirty with thirty nine, and Moises Gomez, who could be a DH or a part time outfielder for you going forward next year. So maybe they go you know that route. I, it's going to be interesting to see you know where they what what direction they go. But I think. You know, some kind of help a catcher, probably a, a backup infielder, if you think that DeYoung is not coming back, and then you know, see what you can do about in the bullpen. Maybe another left-hander for the veteran left-hander for the bullpen. That's. I don't think it's going to be a tr- tremendously newsworthy um, winner in San Luis. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple of changes to the coaching staff, simply because of the fact that you know, Ali kind of inherited all the coaches on that team last year, other than Skip from um, from Mike Schultz staff. So maybe they'll let him get a couple guys that he wants to bring in on, on you know, guys that he has a relationship with. So there'll be a lot of news going on, but I just don't see him going out and making that blockbuster move that some of the fans usually want. That could, but I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Last thing for you, and excuse my ignorance on this, I, I could certainly try to look it up, but I'm, off the top of my head I was thinking about this because they're, the Cubs are going to do the qualifying offer for Wilson Contreras. Have the Cardinals ever signed somebody who they had to give the qualifying offer uh, draft pick to? Have they done that? I think so. Wasn't Dexter Fowler? Didn't he require compensation? Yeah, yeah I think you're I think, right. I think I think he was the last one. Yeah, I so, don't know how many times they've done that in the past. And they have changed some of those rules. So I'm not sure whether it's necessarily a first round draft pick or like a uh, it's some kind of a high pick. But I know the new CBA, you know, did you know because they didn't get an agreement on the international draft does does still reward, you know reward teams that um, that don't sign. That at least for qualifying offer to a player and don't sign him, uh, they go to another team. They do get some kind of a draft pick compensation, but I haven't done the exact math and looked at the new CBA to figure out exactly which round pick that would be. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot going on there. Well, Rob, we really appreciate your time. Uh, hopefully, we can continue to catch up with you over the course uh, of the off season. I encourage everybody to be uh, checking out uh, your work at uh, stlsportspage.com. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. All right, very good. There's Rob Raines joining us here on Sports Open Line. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. We've had some very patient holders. We'll get to you coming up in just a moment, continuing our Cardinals postmortem on a Tuesday night at Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.